Merry Christmas, Friends Church. Uh, I, like many of you, I uh, wish that we were gathered together celebrating tonight, uh, worshiping, singing, and reflecting on uh, the birth of our Savior Jesus. And yet I do pray still that no matter who you're gathered with, um, family, friends, or whoever you have around you, I pray that tonight would still be a time of meaningful worship, uh, of profound and deep-rooted joy as we contemplate, as we worship and consider, and, and also just celebrate uh, the coming birth of our Savior Jesus. And uh, it's, uh, it's just such a beautiful reminder every single year. Right? We, we, we celebrate every year, we celebrate uh, the same thing every single year, but always with a deep, profound appreciation uh, for what this means. And tonight, as we, as we sit in worship, as we uh, sit with the Lord's Word, uh, my hope and my prayer is that we would reflect on that very word, that we would reflect on hope. How is it that a child born 2,000 years ago, how is it that that brought hope and continues to bring hope and to speak hope into the conditions and the lives of everyone around us here today, including ourselves? And as we join God in his scriptures, we, uh, we join him in the book of Isaiah, in Isaiah chapter 9 to begin. And now this is coming. Uh, Isaiah is written, along with many of the other prophets, uh, in some dark times in Israel's history. Uh, dark uh, in all aspects of life. This is not the high point. Uh, this is, uh, if we were to look at the lifespan of Israel. Uh, this season of their lives kind of feels a lot like 2020. There's, uh, it's just dark. Uh, there was struggle. There was longing for the future. There was longing for something better, something different. They, just a deep longing for it to change and go in a different direction. And Isaiah is writing this letter. He's speaking these prophecies. And like most prophecies, they have a lot of uh, judgment. And there's a lot that needs to be fixed in the heart of Israel. And yet in the midst of all of that, Isaiah speaks hope. God delivers hope to his people, even in the darkest of moments in their histories. And so we see that in, in Isaiah chapter 9. The scriptures say this, as, as the Lord speaks, he says, Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who are in distress. In verse 2, he says, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you. Down in verse 6, Isaiah says, Why? Why has this great light dawned? Why is there now uh, people gathered around the throne in joy? And it says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. 
and he will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. So church, when Isaiah spoke these words, it, it came to Israel, it came to God's people in the very epicenter of darkness. And, and sad to say, for centuries after he spoke these words, Israel struggled and languished in darkness. As the prophets continue, we reach the end of the Old Testament, and that, that time between the final words of the Old Testament and the beginning of the New Testament with the arrival and the birth of Jesus is a time span of hundreds of years. And in between all of that time, it, it didn't necessarily get better for Israel. For Like I said, for centuries, they, they suffer and they struggle in darkness as a nation. There's not, there's not a whole lot of hope. There's, there's silence. There's questioning. There's wondering. Where's God? When are these promises, when are these prophecies, when are they going to be fulfilled? When are we going to experience the joy, the peace, the righteousness, and the hope that Isaiah and the others have promised from God? And it's in the midst of that darkness, just like we remember and reflect tonight in the stillness and the quiet and in the darkness of this evening, we share in that expectation, knowing that tomorrow we will celebrate the birth of Jesus, the arrival, the deliverance of all of those promises is our joy and is our hope. And when we pick up in the scriptures, hundreds of years after Isaiah speaks those words, and we join the angels in Luke 2 as they visit and as they speak to the shepherds, and it says this in verse 8, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Now suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And so we see that the angel comes and he speaks the fulfillment of prophecy to these shepherds as they gather in the field. And he speaks to them the promise, the fulfillment of hope that Isaiah gave to God's people hundreds of years before. And the angel says, I bring you good news. Good news that means great joy for all people. 
And what is that? It's that the Savior is born. That, that, that child, that son that was promised by Isaiah or promised through Isaiah, he's now been delivered. And in that child, in his life, in who he is and what he's going to accomplish, will come the fulfillment of those promises. Those promises that, that meant everything to the shepherds, that meant everything to the Israelites, and continue to mean everything to you and I. That our joy, our peace, and our hope was delivered to us. That hope was manifested. That hope was brought near to us. Like it says in Matthew's Gospel, Listen to what it, how it describes Jesus being that, that hope. Where it says this, The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So church, I think what we're reminded of tonight is as we gather wherever you are, as we allow scripture to orient our hearts towards Jesus. I think that we're reminded tonight about the hope that we have. And biblical hope, the hope of the gospel, is that word, Emmanuel, God with us. That when God delivers his hope, the, the greatest act of deliverance and hope that he gives in the scriptures, he gives it to us in his presence, his presence, Jesus, God with us. And so church, my prayer for you is that you would be comforted by that tonight. As, as you rest this evening, as you awake tomorrow and celebrate Christmas, that you would remember that we have hope. We have hope in, in the midst of our circumstances too, right here, right now. Just like Israel had hope in the darkness that they experienced. Maybe right now you resonate with that darkness. You resonate with, man, this year has been brutal. It's been hard. And to be honest, I'm just looking forward to the next year. I'm looking forward to 2021 because if for no other reason, then it's simply not 2020. And I'm looking forward to it. I pray tonight, church, that you and I, each of us, would receive the gospel message, that message that the angels spoke to the shepherds, that they bring good news. They bring the news of peace and joy to all people. That hope is Jesus, God with us. That Jesus, that he is with you right now in the midst of maybe the darkness that you're experiencing. That he is hope. And I pray, church, that we'd be reminded that, uh, that other things are not hope. Right? I know there's a lot of talk right now and people are looking for hope. They're looking for a lifeline. And we'll look for those things in a lot of places. And I know right now as a nation, we're kind of talking about, man, the, the hope of some kind of economic relief even. A stimulus. Man, how big is the check going to be? But church, it doesn't matter if the check is 600 bucks or if the check is 2,000 bucks. That's help, not hope. That will come and go. Every effort of every person will come and go, and it may be help, but it's not hope. I pray, church, that we'd be reminded in the scriptures this evening that hope was given to us. Hope is with us. 
the presence of Jesus. That's what we celebrate tonight and tomorrow. God with us. Into the darkness, God delivered his son, our hope, Emmanuel. So church, that's not just what you and I need to hold on to right now. It's not just a message for us. But I also pray that it would be a challenge, a call for us to not just receive that hope, to not just sit with that hope of Jesus, but that in this time that you and I would be the incarnate hope, that you and I would be just like when others needed hope, when we needed hope, God sent his son incarnate. He sent his presence to be hope. In the same way, church, you and I now, we need to be that too. We need to go to those who are longing, who are waiting in darkness, and we need to bring hope. Now, we're not hope. You and I, apart from Christ, we don't bring anything. And yet, we bring, like the angels, we bring the message of hope. We speak the truth that in this season, in this moment, in this present darkness, Christ is here. Emmanuel, God with us. And church, I don't know who in your life needs to hear that message, but I pray that you would be it. I pray that you would be the incarnate hope of the gospel, that you would bring it to those around you. So maybe you're going to be with family and friends uh, later tonight or tomorrow or in the coming days. Church, I pray that you would be challenged to live out and be the presence of hope in people's darkness. That you would speak hope, that you would point them to hope in Jesus. That maybe as they swirl around like Israel in the darkness, waiting and longing for something, that you would speak into that. And you would remind them of the hope of Jesus, the Messiah born to us what his life and what his death means, that we can know peace, that we can know joy, and we can know hope everlasting. Church, I pray that you would reflect in worship tonight on the birth of Emmanuel, God with us, hope in the darkness. And then, church, I pray with that, that you would then go, and together we would be hope. Hope to those around us who need it. Because we carry with us the hope of Christ. So church, I love you guys. I pray that you would have an incredible time celebrating the birth of Jesus with whoever you gather with. And I pray that you be reminded of his hope in our darkness. Merry Christmas, you guys. I pray for you. I love you. And I can't wait to see you again.